Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. Good afternoon. My name is Jerry Eastup, and I have the privilege of being the section head of uh, heart failure and transplant and the medical director of our heart failure and recovery center. And hi, I'm Dr. Ed Soltes. I'm a cardiac surgeon here at the Cleveland Clinic, and I'm the surgical director of the Kaufman Center for Heart Failure and Recovery and one of the adult cardiac surgeons who performed transplants and LVAD surgeries. And we've come together today. We're very excited about um, highlighting heart failure awareness. And it's going to be celebrated the week of February 9th to the 15th. And it's a an awareness activity really has caught on over the several years, over a decade, in fact, where we're truly trying to create awareness of this, what can be for many, deadly heart failure syndrome. And unfortunately, heart failure doesn't discriminate. We see patients that are young, older, male, female, uh, independent of underlying uh, 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 racial background, um, socioeconomic background. And, and really, un- unfortunately, it, it affects millions of patients. According to the most recent uh, statistics, if you will, uh, more than 6 million patients have the heart failure syndrome. And, and the symptoms or tip-offs, if you will, can be very nonspecific from fatigue or shortness of breath. And, and for some people, chest pain or, or swelling, a sign of congestion. And when we think it's the heart as the culprit that can't keep up with the body's demand, we um, certainly pursue a formal diagnosis of heart failure. And while certainly this, these, these statistics are worrisome, what we're very excited about are the advances that have taken uh, place in this realm of medical treatment and uh, surgical treatment. And so, Ed, if you don't mind just highlighting from your perspective what have been uh, advances in the field related to uh, treating patients that may or may not need surgery. Yeah, Jerry, you know, the goal really is for everyone to live with their own heart. So that's why the Kaufman Center for Heart Failure and Recovery was renamed to include the name recovery, uh, highlighting the fact that a lot of patients with heart failure of various degrees from from, uh, heart failure to advanced stages of heart failure can actually benefit tremendously from from surgical procedures or catheter-based procedures that can help various components of their heart that are leading to heart failure, whether that be valve issues, whether it be aortic stenosis or aortic regurgitation, and mitral regurgitation, and of course, coronary artery disease, which is the most common cause of heart failure in the U.S. and in fact, the world. So we uh, have, over the past few years, advanced the ability to take patients who have very, very profound myocardial dysfunction and do conventional cardiac surgery with the assistance of temporary support devices. And that allows us to recover a patient uh, post-operatively and gently uh, recover their heart function. And the goal, of course, is for patients to live with their own heart. But of course, not everyone can, and we have the ability now with the advancements of LVAD technology, specifically the magnetically levitated heart made free LVAD, which has now uh, been uh, a common device we use for the past four years, uh, we have the ability to return patients back to normal normal function. 
uh, with extremely low risk of complications. And of course, transplant. Transplant's always been around. And we are advancing the ability to do transplants in, in uh, various different uh, subpopulations of patients. Yeah, fantastic. Appreciate that. And we certainly work with a large team to make that possible in terms of offering these end-stage heart failure interventions available to those that needed heart transplant um, and, and LVAD. Whenever I meet a patient uh, with heart failure, I always like to reflect on the staging system and where we're at. And certainly we're aggressive to even mitigate, minimize developing heart failure in patients with risk factors like high blood pressure, known coronary artery disease. These patients are at risk to develop heart failure. Classifies those patients where they don't have symptoms like shortness of breath or fatigue or swelling. They have normal heart size and function. Those are stage A patients, and, and patients can progress. They may remain free of symptoms, but develop remodeling. The heart can get big or the heart function can become weak. Those are stage B. Stage C is a typical category where we're seeing patients with past or current persistent symptoms. Again, shortness of breath, endor fatigue, or swelling as the common uh, 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 symptoms. And for those patients, we're very aggressive on utilizing, implementing guideline-directed medical therapy. And I see a lot of patients that are referred that are quite symptomatic and, and we're thinking maybe they, they, they need surgery or maybe they truly have end-stage disease. And, and we're, um, um, we're positioned to answer that question and use the, medi the medications. We um, have a, of a large group and see a large number of patients um, over 2,000 patients that are admitted with heart failure within main campus Cleveland Clinic, um, over 15,000 encounters in the outpatient arena. And to be able to um, implement these meds, monitor closely, understand trajectory that's based on patient's response, we leverage uh, advanced pra practice provider uh, uh, input and, and, and management uh, participation. We have a heart failure pharmacy uh, co-management uh, co program where they help us up titrate, initiate and up titrate um, these, these medications. And that's coupled with, with promotion, promoting self-care and, and, and optimizing nutrition status. And so it, it remains exciting times, especially with these newer medicines. You know, beta blockers have been a cornerstone. ACE inhibitors and ARBs have been cornerstone. Now Arnie or Entresto is um, certainly a, a standard med and, and we use uh, MRAs and the newest ones are STL2 inhibitors, which were used uh, in patients with diabetes. And we've learned that incident heart failure is less when using these meds and now studied in two randomized control trials, independent of diabetes status, using this now fourth class of medicines, patients are living longer. Um, and so multiple opportunities for medicine optimization. There's more simple devices related to resynchronizing the heart. Um, CRT devices, what it's called, coupled with backup defibrillators and and now working with colleagues in structural heart to make sure we have an opportunity to minimize valvular issues. So we're really excited about optimizing. And, and I think the concept of uh, improving uh, the heart with what we have is key and trying to minimize this progression to end stage. And, and certainly we're, we're positioned nicely to offer these treatments with transplant and LVAD. And so, um, so really appreciate the opportunity to highlight uh, these efforts. And it's really based on a, a team approach. Ed, any last minute comments or thoughts related to this very important week of heart failure awareness? Yeah, Jerry, I think it's just important for all providers and patients to know that we really want to work with them. We don't uh, take over care. 
Uh, we work in concert with primary care doctors, with the patient's uh, cardiology team, um, and with the patients to understand their wishes, to understand what their values are, um, and work with the treatment plan based around that and uh, with the support in concert with their own providers. So I think just like oncology providers have done uh, over the many decades, they work together with patients' uh, primary providers. So we're very happy uh, to uh, help with uh, any patient to provide an opinion, um, and uh, we'll keep the communications lines open uh, so that, uh, again, we, we're working together with the patient and their, their group of providers uh, in their local area. And lastly, I want to mention that I think it's important to realize that there are a few events that really tip us off, that there really is a problem with the patient. The patient gets admitted for heart failure to the hospital. That's a sentinel event. That is really an event that needs to be understood within the context of how severe it is. And that's a time when it's really important to get us involved. So, Jerry, thank you. And, and, and I, again, want to say that, you know, this is a a very important week to reflect, as Jerry had said, uh, on the importance uh, of heart failure in our communities and the fact that it, um, it, does, it does not uh, follow any boundaries. It, it affects everyone, and we have new therapies um, uh, and continually advancing old therapies uh, to help. So with that said, do your part, know your heart, and celebrate heart failure wellness with education campaigns such as this. We appreciate your attention. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast. podcast.